Welcome back to another episode with your boy Donna. And it's your girl C. And, and this, this is, is the Winfrey Affair, Affair Podcast. Podcast. episode two of season two today's topic is going to be grief but before we jump into this topic first promotion time don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms social media platforms consist of instagram facebook oh yeah it's also season two will be uploaded on youtube so let's beef up the subscribers and speaking of subscribers go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on itunes and follow us on soundcloud and spotify now Now let's let's tune tune back back in all right in today's uh discussion we're going to be dealing with grief we're going to talk about the definition of grief Um, we're going to talk about the five stages of grief Um, these were very uh, critical during the time of our loss and we'll go more into detail with that in story Um, we'll talk about what causes grief slash loss um, and we'll talk about dealing with undealt with grief I feel like I'm saying grief a lot and also uh, how it takes up your time and we'll dig into that a little bit later on so to give you the uh the beginning thesis of what we're uh going to be talking about grief has to do with deep sorrow uh something this is from the webster's definition It, it is defined as a noun a deep sorrow especially that's caused by someone's death now similar uh synonyms can be sorrow misery sadness anguish Pain, distress, agony, torment, affliction, suffering, heartache, heartbreak, uh, a woe, which is kind of using the KJV, follow my uh, KJV Bible readers, woe, um, you hear desolation, uh, dejection, despair, uh, mortification, mourning, bereavement, lamentation, lament, morse, regret, blues, this is how we get the song. I got the blues. Blues song is kind of deal with grief. If you actually hear the tone of their message, Delor or Doy. Yeah, so that's the uh, definition for grief. And I know I kind of gave you guys a lot of words, um, but to really break it up to you guys, if I could say it in, in today's context, it really has to do with loss. Now, what describes loss? Like, what are the main causes for people feel like that they're in a season of loss or they're in a season of grief? Uh, grief could also be um, loss of relationships, uh, friendships. I've noticed a, a lack of community uh, usually right, describes right. that there's like a season of, of grief because you want to be in those moments isolated from people. Um, isolation, I, I say isolation in this definition uh, kind of seems like more of a negative tone, but I think at times I do believe in healthy separation. But this is just talking in the context of grief, of loss of relationships and friends, uh, loss of a loved one. So if you uh, a spouse, a child, uh, a sibling, um, a co-worker, employer, or whatever the case may be, uh, or I don't want to say employer, a loved one. So just, you know, someone like from a uh, familiar standpoint, like a family 
or you know a, a loved one. Um, another thing could be losing your career. Um, a lot of times, and well, I would just speak in the American context. Um, career is something that's pushed because of the American dream, and everyone has this context of living life. I have to do this in order for this to happen. And we'll really dig into that as far as like with that undealt with grief. Um, I really want to dig into that a little bit more. But your career, uh, meaning like um, because I invested so much time in this and because now uh, the job is being taken away, you know, due to uh, COVID-19 or due to the pandemic that hit. um, Now you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? I've been at this this particular establishment for like over 10 years or I've been at this particular establishment over 20 years where how do I rebuild myself you know a lot of times you know grief like I said grief has more so to do with timing and how we manage our time um so that's one of the ways grief you know the uh, the presence of grief is actually there uh missing on an ideal opportunity this is great right here because a lot of times we think um if I would have did this um, this really breaks down like, you know, uh, one of the stages that we'll get into, like this is called the what if or the uh, uh, I wish I would have done this. You'll hear it in the in, in the person's definition or you may hear it in yourself. You're like, man, if I would have just did this or if I would have studied this as a major, but then did this as a minor, you know, um, we're you know, we're so conscious on not making mistakes that we feel like uh, if if. If I make something wrong, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't, I can't bounce back. This is, this is what we, uh, this is life. Like I have to do this because this is what I was created for. So we say, we say things like that. And I think by the goodness of God and God's graciousness, I, I believe he allows us to, uh, to allow certain things to happen. But then there are moments life happens. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. You're going to hear me and my wife talk about when life happens. Um, so yeah, I do opportunity. Sometimes it could just be a geographical, uh, moving, a loop, uh, moving from one location to another. It can be moving from a city, uh, moving from a specific community, still living in that city, but not living amongst, uh, your residents of people or, you know, people that you're once uh, familiar with. So you can tell, oh, I'm sorry, you can tell, um, that it's very easy for us to realize, oh my gosh, I'm. I'm in a season of grief. Like, you know, is this really happening to me? Now, this next one right here is, it, it really gets me every time because this is something that I dealt with, with me um, being a musician, uh, me being a producer. Uh, for those who don't know, um, I do do music on the side. Uh, unmet deadlines. And what I mean by this, I really want to say it in the context of uh my own personal deadlines that I think is absolute. And if I don't get it done at this time, I feel like I am out of sight, out of mind. I feel like I don't matter. I feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't be lazy. I think a lot of that has to do with wiring, uh, like the wiring of who I am as a, as a person. It has more so to do with who I am as a man and, you know, my belief system and all those things. Not being lazy. I really don't like being lazy. It's, it it <laughs> bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And I like to get things done like on a, a, like a systematic, okay, if I do this, this, this here. And if I don't get it done within that deadline, you could just... You could, like somebody that took all my money out the bank. Like I'm just, I'm literally like my wife be like, babe, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. 
Like, I just, I don't understand how to, it's, it's okay. Nobody, no, it just, I'm like, it, it gets me there. And I'm still working on that because, like I said, this has something to do with the wiring mm-hmm. of who I am and what I've become today. Mm-hmm. And, who, yeah, and I'll just go right there. Another thing, a loss of financial stability. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say, um, I don't know for people in other countries, or if they're listening, um, but, you know, I know for America, you know, I want to say time is money, but money is time. Yes. And you want to make sure that you're spending your time wisely as you spend your money wisely. So, you know, like I said, do with this uh, pandemic, uh, like your career, if you were used to being in a certain uh, financial category or a certain financial class, you know, you may have experienced a little dip this year. Mm-hmm. It could be like, oh, my gosh, um, like what's going on with me? Like uh, it can- it could it could be really like oh my gosh uh, is everything okay like am I am I am I going to always be like this going forward or or something like that sometimes it can also be like the fact that you got money coming in and you don't know what to do with it and you're still like uh, uh, emotionally or mentally unbroken uh, <laughs> uh, from everything that may have happened to you as a child you know and you're you're realizing oh my gosh you know I thought money would kind of help feel this void that I had, but I'm still depressed. I'm still broken. Uh, I still, <laughs> I still feel like this. And I also want to, uh, I also want to say this too. Uh, yeah, we are recording pre-recorded. So if you hear this, this is going to be in 2021, but we're still in 2020. So although we're ready for 2021, you know, hopefully it'll be a better year <laughs> than this year, you know, so <laughs> But like no, I said, please. we're talking, yeah, so we're, we're definitely talking to you guys, you know, past tense, but definitely give you future uh, uh, tools to be able to continue to help you out Absolutely. during this time. So that's obviously why we're doing this. So yeah, not trying to waste your time. And another thing, crush dreams. Um, dreamers, do I have any dreamers in the uh, in, who are listening to me? Those are like, oh man, you know, I've, I've, I've set out goals and aspirations. I've set out these things and I want things to happen and if they're not... I'm in it, but I'm not in the, the like the full fruition of what I thought I was going to be in. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, I, I'm in, I'm like, I'm in the occupation, but I'm not making the, the uh, enough money or I don't have enough opportunity. I don't have enough uh, things that are lined up for me in that mm-hmm. context. So that's one of the things. And then, uh, yeah, those are kind of, these are kind of like just some of the, uh, the ways of recognizing that you are in the season of grief um now like i said before you know we are not guidance counselors i probably should have prefaced that before we are not uh psychiatrists we are not psychologists you know we are people who have been uh, greatly affected through uh, uh visiting psychiatrists uh, visiting psychologists uh having um being part of teams for depression uh uh, having uh, consolation calls or things of that nature, more so like investing into your mental health. We are a byproduct of this, and we can uh, share like how it, how our, how us being a part of this has actually shaped us to be a better person in life and society, and how it helps us get from that place of uh, elongated grief. And we'll go right into that. Yes. Yeah, so the there are. Five stages of grief. You can look this up on Google. You can look this up anywhere. There are five main five main stages of grief that 
everybody usually likes to talk about. It doesn't matter where you go to a therapist. They will yeah. always say this. This is one of the main things that I heard when I was going to therapy. So we're going to jump into that for a little bit. Yeah. The first stage of grief is denial. And that is a refusal to give or agree to something. So at this point, you are refusing to agree with what just happened. Mm-hmm. I know for me, that was that was one of the biggest ones I struggled with. I couldn't believe that we had lost our child. And I did not want to... Like, I couldn't comprehend it. I refused to comprehend. And that is one of the biggest things. And usually that is one of the, I won't say the most, but one of the toughest stages of grief. Because it's really settling in. Did this really just happen? Mm -hmm. I know that 2020 was really a rough year for a lot of people. Because a lot of people experienced losing a loved one for the first time. Yeah. And you have to sit down and actually process oh my gosh, this actually happened. They're really not here anymore. Or in the context of some of the things my husband um, my husband named off, oh my gosh, I really don't have this job anymore? Oh my gosh, I'm really not in this financial class anymore? Oh my gosh, I just really lost that opportunity just that fast. Mm-hmm. Just many things. It's a refusal to accept what just happened. Mm. Stage number two is anger. Uh oh, can can I can I interject about anger? Okay, <laughs> so now for those who are uh, part of the faith and who belong to Jesus Christ, I know what the scripture says about uh, 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 be angry but sin not. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, sometimes we pushing it a little too far. <laughs> you know, if, if there's a line of, upon that line of of, of being anger. This is, first of all, this is what it means by definition, by the Webster. It's a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. One of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, 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 um, uh, the synonyms is, vex, uh, is being vexed. So you'll find that in scripture as well for those who are KJB. <laughs> um, but what it means to be anger. Anger sometimes can also... I know a lot of times we think anger is just like people lashing out mm-hmm. uh, physically and they're lashing out from an uh, external standpoint, but they don't really look at it from an internal standpoint. Mm-hmm. A lot of times anger has to more so do with yourself. Yeah. You are so mad. You're so frustrated because you're, you are seeing other people in the same predicament that you're in and you're like, well, how did they get this? And I experienced this. And you start beating up yourself and you start coming to this place of like, ah, I'm just, I can't believe this is happening. You start thinking to this point now, because I'm so angry and fed up, you start making bargains with yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you get to that stage, and I'll let my wife talk about that, but anger has more so to do with feelings. And I want you guys to understand, feelings are okay. It is okay to feel. It's okay to and be angry. And it, it is okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. But when the Bible talks about sinning, he's talking about in the context, okay, the feeling is there. Every Okay, look, we have to understand. God created us in his image. There are clearly a lot of times in scripture where he talks about God gets upset with us. Now, I know yeah. in modern day, you know, I won't get to denominational viewpoints, but, you know, God loves us. He loves us so much. He's willing to chastise us. Yeah. Did you, 
I was about to say, did you catch that? I was about to turn my Alexander. I was about to turn it on. But, like, seriously, like, he loves us, but, yeah, he's willing to chastise us. And it's, it says that in Scripture, for those, you know, he loves, he, he prunes, mm-hmm. you know. It's literally in Scripture. But I'm saying, like, in the context, do you think it's pleasure for us to get pruned? Oh, I just love it. You know, it's more so for the Christian who just love you know, I just love everything. No, you need to process everything too yeah. in your love because at the end of the day, you're living in that body. Yeah. And if you're not dealing with the stresses, the everything that you've experienced from from uh, yesteryears all the way up until now, it is going to show and eventually it's going to mm-hmm. show when, when when something is taken away from you that you didn't agree with. Yeah. Can you be okay with that? Can you be content with that? That that's what it really shows like in that stage of anger it's just like you look at other people, but you really look at yourself, and you are mad as heck with yourself. So then you go forward to the next stage, which is called bargaining. Bargaining. And just to piggyback off of what my husband is saying, a lot of times, even in that anchor stage, you start blaming. Ooh. You start blaming, and Uh-oh. that goes hand in hand with the bargaining. Yep. <laughs> More so, I can only tell you from my experience, I started to blame myself. And I started to bargain with myself. Okay, well, maybe if I had have eaten this, 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 mm. this, 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 this would not have happened. Or maybe if I had have spoken up more and told the doctors this, 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 then this wouldn't have happened. There have been so many times where I've heard people, some of my friends who were dealing with grief of a loved one or a job. Well, maybe if I had have just went to that Mm. fair and went to that opportunity, studied harder, did this, did that, then this would not have happened. Or in the context of relationships. Or relationships. If I would have did this for him, I wouldn't be lonely. Or if I had told her (laughs) this, or if I had said this to her, Uh I will still be together. Mm -hmm. It's always a what if in that bargaining. And honestly, if I can really be honest, it's guilt. Ooh. Uh It's a guilty feeling. You feel guilty. After that anger comes guilt. A lot of what ifs come after that, come out of that. Yeah. And so that is the third stage, bargaining and guilt. Yeah. So then you go to the fourth stage, which is depression. Depression. Depression is so real. And I I know it's not like in the context. Now, like I said before, um, we don't take these situations lightly because we've been through these stages. Some of us, in some areas in our life, we still may be active in some. Yes. And we can talk about the things that we're free from. But, you yes. know, for those, you know, we're still trying to pursue, um, you know, Scripture says, work out your soul and salvation. You know, so exactly. mind, will, emotions. Exactly. We're working out those things uh, daily, you know. <laughs> and it's only by the power of God that works, uh, that works through us. But Absolutely. in the context with depression... Um, I you see it is 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 there now. I want to say too. I want to preface this from a, a clinical standpoint. It is described, and for those who suffer from uh, uh, what I want to say is correctly, major depressive disorder. So there, it could be like for those who are like heavy depressant people. Like um, you can see it through the family tree, mm-hmm. uh, far as like depression, like you know, um, uh, like. Like when the psychiatrist is uh, piecing things together, so they'll be like, oh, such and such. What was your father like? Mm-hmm. How did he handle stress? Mm-hmm. What was your mom like? How did she handle stress? Mm-hmm. What did your mom and dad say about their parents and how they handled it? Mm-hmm. So you want to check and see, for one, if this is something that's generationally that comes down or if uh-huh. it's just something for a seasonal moment because, you know, it, it does depend 
on like how this came to you. Right. And it's really going to make sense when we start dealing with it. But just recognizing it, that's the first part. Right. So just recognize like depression, like, okay, the lack of activity, the lack of movement, the lack of wanting to be with a community of people. Now, for me being an introvert, I don't like people. But the even with the, um, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like people. Let me let me say this. <laughs> let me let me let me reference that. I don't like to be around people if if it's not something serious. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously I love to reserve my time for those who I'm I'm close around, and that's just me just being who I am. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, we already know my wife is the fun loving favorite cousin you know oh hugs everybody so th- y'all pray for can we give a, a quick prayer <laughs> to all the extrovert people and now they can actually see what is what life is like to be an introvert it's terrible it's not it's terrible. terrible this it's is life of it horrible now for some of the introverts who are healthy and you know they know how to balance community this is like a time uh, uh a lifetime achievement award right now Minus everything that's going on. But, like I said, with, with the depression, you'll notice they don't want to be around with the community. You notice um, uh, there's something, like, on the countenance of them. I have to say the KJV word, a countenance. <laughs> like, you can see, like, you can literally see, like, oh, my gosh, like, they're not eating. They're not exercising. They're not uh, engaged anymore. Like they just seem, they literally seem, like, like disengaged from this world. Yeah. And they're just, like, stuck just in that moment or... They keep replaying the situation over and over and over again. And they just don't know how to get out of it. And even there are some times where people can be depressed and you don't know it. Because one of the signs of a depressed person is the ability to mask the (sighs) depression. You can literally think that this person is happy. They're fun loving. Uh But sometimes that is a way to cope with Mm. feeling with having that yeah. depression yeah. on the inside of them so that's and, oof, i was about to say something right there i said i was, I was thinking like because you know when you're saying coping with the thing um a lot of times like you said they'll mask it up and they'll mm-hmm. say oh I've, I've i've accepted it mm-hmm. but that's not acceptance that, that's not really acceptance right you don't have to accept depression but you can accept the fact that what happened did happen yeah. and you suffered through it but you made it out yes and in me making it out, I don't carry the pain of depression anymore. Yeah. It was a memory. But in the memory, I'm not carrying on. Like when I go back into that memory and I think about it, it doesn't affect me like I'm still in it. Yeah. So if it's if it's like I came out of a traumatic relationship and I and I still experienced the, the pain and, and everything I was going through at that time. And if it affects my present day moment that I'm at now. I don't know if, if depression has left yet. Doesn't mean that you're not striving. Doesn't mean that you know you're not taking uh, 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 the 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 work or, or or you know you're doing everything in your power to try to get free from that thing or trying to uh, make sure that you're becoming a better person. But you could you could sometimes, like I said before, you'll just be stuck in that moment, and that's how you know from that point on right there. But so definitely, depression can manifest in many ways. Uh, I think uh, we've covered. Uh, a few of the ways that it can manifest yes it can manifest in many (laughs) ways so that is the fourth um, stage of grief so the fifth stage of grief grief is acceptance like Mm. my husband was sort of hitting on just now it's just accepting that it happened or or it can be the fact of um, and this is the definition that I got it says 
the action of consenting to receive or to undertake something offered. Or another definition could be the action or process, because you heard my wife, she said that earlier, the process of the, uh, of the situations. A process of being received as an adequate or suitable, typically being admitted into a group. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I read these two, because for one of them is dealing with you. Mm-hmm. The second definition is dealing with the community people around you. And mm-hmm. I want you to know that God did not create you uh, for you to live life alone. Right. And you have to understand, although, yes, we, I can say this, you know, we can say, yeah, we were around people who didn't know how to deal with people who actually lost child. Yeah. You know, who, uh, who, who dealt with the... Uh, dealt with the loss of losing a child they may have dealt with the loss of losing losing like a sibling or a far distant cousin or Mm -hmm. an uncle here and there but it really wasn't like how do you deal with someone who are first-time parents right but yet you know telling them hey you know you're gonna get better from this eventually you know uh, i know people like say time moves on but sometimes you still stay in that like the yesteryears absolutely but i want you to know that you know you in order for you to feel like you're going to be able to become normal again, and I, you know, saying that in the context of becoming a new person, obviously, but because, you know, that memory is still there. You have to be open up to receive. And the only way for you to receive is if you're in a position to get under. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times because, you know, acceptance seems so far away because we're still in denial or we're still yeah. in anger mm-hmm. or we're still trying to bargain or that guilt is just all the way there or sometimes we're just in a seasonal moment of depression that we just feel like acceptance is, is really far away i want to let you know that in those times where you may have felt like okay i don't know how this is gonna work right from and i'm not even talking about this like from a spiritual standpoint because i know it could just yeah. be like you have your highs and your lows, but yeah. more so highs because of your lo- like the loneliness that you feel with your depression. I want you to understand, you know, you have community. Yeah. Like for those, like if you have the help and people don't know how to help, make them, a- make them accountable. Make them like, aware. Make them aware like, hey, this is what's going on and I need to talk about this because, you know, people can't read minds, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to be able to, in you receiving, you have to be able to receive back. Yeah. You got to be able to give out what you've been receiving. So if you're just holding in all that loneliness, you're holding in all that tragedy and the trauma that comes with it, I'm telling you now, it may be a while for you to come out of that if you're not willing to get help. Yes. You have to seek adequate help. In order for you to come back into the world, but more so for you to come back into yourself first. Yeah. So many times, like she said, you want to mask it up. You want to start helping people. You want to try to change the world. Mm-hmm. And yes, you could probably change the world. Yeah, you can get it done. But at the end of the day, you're going to feel depleted. Yeah. You're still going to be depressed. You're still going to feel lonely. You're still going to feel like, man, if I still would have did this, you still, you're still going to feel that way. So rather than trying to help out the world, help yourself. Help yourself. If people have Definitely. not understand this during this whole time during the pandemic... Yes, I know the absence of community has kind of made people feel depressed, but this is a time where, for I, I believe, as a as as a as a Christian, this is time for us to commune back with God, and as we learn more of God, He'll reveal us, and He'll pour back into, and He'll us. pour back, man, he'll like literally, He'll pour back into you. I remember those moments when I lost my child, and I remember those times like I could I could find myself in denial, I could find myself in anger, and what I tried to use was religion. Mm. 
I didn't want relationship because I was like, God, I, I don't know how to go about this because yeah. I'm the first one in my family to actually experience something this detrimental. How do I tell other people about the goodness of God and I'm struggling with a real life situation? Right. How? How's way? But it's <laughs> like, seriously, it's the truth. But it just goes to show you, you have to eventually, if you don't get help in one group, you have to have the courage and 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 to be brave to 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 receive the help that you need be as like i want to say vicious but just be as like vigilant vigilant like literally just like i need this help and i'm going to get this help no matter what if it's if it's by god you know if it's by my for those who have family more power to you and i mean that like literally but like for those if you don't have that you have to literally find ways. There are trusted sites all on, you know. Numbers, numbers groups, high. counseling groups, therapy. Yeah. It's The resources are out there. Yeah, and I know with COVID, I don't know if they're still doing that, but I know they're doing phone uh, consolations, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think they're charging that much. I, don't, uh, I think some of the prices, may, from when I last yeah. looked it up, Yeah. some of the prices have dropped, and some of those services are free. Yeah. So definitely look it up on Google, guys. The, the resources are out there. You do not have to suffer through depression alone. And yeah. all of this will help you get to your acceptance point. Yes. Much quicker. Absolutely. Much quicker. Much quicker. The, the best thing even that I was telling some people that I know who, are, who, are, who have been dealing with grief is the best way to deal with it is to talk about it. Yeah. Now, who you yeah. choose to talk to is That's up him. to you. Yeah. But the best way to deal with it is to talk about it. So that is the the last step. The five steps. steps Again, I will recap. Denial. Yeah. Anger. Bargaining or guilt. Depression. And acceptance. Those are the five stages. Five stages right there. (laughs) Now, the reason why they're called uh, stages is because they deal with time. Yeah. And time... And grief is like this wrestling match. Any do I have any like WWE wrestlers or like who grew up wrestling like uh, uh, with the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin? Those are like my two all time. You know, if you can comment, whoever is your top, uh, your goat. That's my goat. I'm probably gonna go with Rock, but then people just call me Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's just another time. But I want to talk about the match between time and grief, mm. and I want people to understand. Because they feel like um, I heard this from a commentary. I think I was I was uh, I was like in the, uh, this is during the time where I was trying to seek help mm. um, about uh, 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 grief and how long does it take? And you know, because you know, like if I could really be honest, in most of the religious circles that I uh, that I was a part of, or I seen, or if I was a, a if I seen like real life happen to people, more so like with death, like in ways that we experience, mm-hmm. I usually seen there was either a pushing away mm-hmm. because we don't have the resources to really help you, and or there's just this one thing that we say is praise and praise and praise and praise, and, and it's just like okay, that's great mm-hmm. here, but when I'm at, when I'm home by myself, do I really feel the victory? Yeah, you know, am I really? engage you know because like i feel i feel like i'm not really (laughs) 
I feel like I'm not getting anywhere at right. this point right now. I just feel like I'm just wasting my time. Right. You know, and I want to, I just, I don't want to feel this anymore. So I want to rush this or I don't want to feel this because I don't want to go through that process. Right. Time is so adequate. And I really want to read this scripture from, from, uh, 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 I did my preacher voice, uh, 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 <laughs> Ecclesiastics, uh, I always mess up on that word, Ecclesiastics uh, 3 and 4. If you ever get a chance to read the whole scripture, it's really great. Uh, this is, the writer of this is Solomon, so, yeah, book of the preacher. Uh, it says this, there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Now, obviously, if you read down, if you read a couple of verses uh, up to that point, you will see there are other things that are there. But I really want to focus on this particular scripture because it shows that um, we have to understand when he's talking about a time, he's talking about seasons. uh, uh, He's talking about moments, but he's Mm -hmm. really dealing with the person. Mm -hmm. And this is the same person who was just crying but now is a season of laughter right. now if you look up the word weep and laughter there are two different uh, uh, uh definitions for one weeping is showing the emotional part and laughing is also showing the emotional part mm-hmm. so there's literally like this congruent um ba- basically what is dealing with is feelings yeah and i want you guys to be okay it is okay to feel it's okay for you to it's okay for you to realize. I know we're, uh, what I say, we're spiritual beings uh, living a natural experience. That's great, but in this body we feel. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, if we don't take care of our body, and I'm not talking about in a physical standpoint, you should be taking care of your body. You should be in a place where you're eating healthy. But I'm saying, if you don't take care of your body, your body will fail you. Emotional wise. I'm. Did you get like for? Did you catch that? Like if you if you don't take care. Of the fact that, hey, I am human, although I'm having all these supernatural experiences, although I'm having all the success, although everything's going good, right? I feel what I feel. And if I don't get, if I really do not apply the the necessary time of healing, because I said time is really dealing with the season. So if I don't get with this season, if I don't go through the season of healing, and let's really be honest, surgery is not the problem. It's the healing process that really hurts. Yeah. If that's what I'm saying, like so, in that time of weeping, I have to let my emotions go. In that time of laughter, I'm letting it go. In that time of mourning, I'm I'm holding in. Like the time of mourning, if you notice, you're more restrained. Yeah. You're at this you're point. Pulling you're, back. you're pulling you're back isolated. away. You're isolated. Mm-hmm. And God don't. He don't want you isolated. He wants to separate you. Now he's separating you because obviously there may be some groups that that may not be able to help you at this time. The time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I mean? so time is a variation word, but it's more so talking about the person. There is an individual person who's experiencing crying, laughing, mourning, but then there is the uh, the time of the dance. And when I say time, the, the season of the dance. Now, for those who are part of the African-American expression, we danced and we <laughs> dance and we dance when a good dance come in. But this is more so talking about. Uh, basically opening back up. Uh, this is more so talking about acceptance. Mm-hmm. I have now come to this point where I'm able to express again. Yeah. Um, if you really think about it, you don't, you'll see people try to mask around. Like th- people will dance 
and they're more so talking about like you know like I, I do a little, mm-hmm. little, you know I rock my shoulders back and forth but this is talking about like a full have you ever seen matter of fact for those like football uh, people who watch football I watch Sunday football all the time faithfully <laughs> literally faithfully okay faithfully. If my team scores a touchdown at a critical moment, like that Super Bowl when the New England Patriots, <laughs> I my head almost hit the ceiling, okay? Because, and I was dancing, and I was excited, and I was happy. Why? Because because I was open to receive it. And I got to this place. I worked from denial. I worked from anger. I worked from uh, the point of guilt. I got past depression, but then I was, I was able to accept to be at this point to where I was able to receive that the fact, hey, you know what? There are moments of times where I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not as open mm-hmm. as I should be. But the fact that I was able to receive, and I was like, you know, I had to go through that time of crying. I had to go through the time of laughing. I had to go through that season of mourning. I had to. But if I never got, if I never experienced the mourning, I, I never really truly experience mm. the expression of dance That's not so talking true. about and i'm talking about this figuratively but more so naturally in our lives like you know we have to be okay to to go through this because there may come a time i may be i may have to go through another season of mourning right and i don't know how this one may go but i know now i have some tools that can help me absolutely and that's that's this really life is about tools yeah and you know you you can't you can't try to use a fill of uh, a screwdriver <laughs> with a ranch problem you're just gonna be like uh i'm gonna try you're gonna warp that thing and it's gonna be of no use right so literally it's is if the tools are here use it and i also i want to just plug in right there as well yeah. be okay with the timing yeah timing is different for each person the timing is based off of how we're wired absolutely so for some timing can be a few months right i've seen people bounce back from grief in three months and right. then you see them up there doing everything like nothing mm-hmm. ever happened some people it took years yeah and i don't mean just one year i mean 10 11 12 years to finally get to that point of acceptance yeah so one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that i tell people and i was told don't yeah. rush it. Don't rush it. Ooh. Let that thing play out. Let it play out. And let you process. Yes. <laughs> because so many times, like my husband, you touched on it a little bit. You were like, you know, a lot of times if you're a part of a a, a, a religion or something, they either push you away yeah. or they try to push you too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and... That also applies for jobs. That applies for family. That applies for everything. Because if people don't know how to deal with something, naturally, it's either push away or or push push, too fast. And so you have to take that stance of, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to receive this moment of mourning, to receive this moment of crying, of yeah. weeping, to receive this moment of dancing. I'm going to allow. A lot of times we don't want to allow ourselves to do something because of the way that we were raised Mm-mm. or some of our belief systems that we grew up on. Uh-oh. More specifically, I can't speak for anybody else right now, Yeah. but of the African-American culture, yeah. we do not allow ourselves to process. Yeah. 
Now we're starting to move towards that process movement a lot more. And I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. But we have to also understand there are some that still don't know how to process. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to process. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. One of the worst things I could have done was try (laughs) to push myself faster than what than what I was healing. Like like yeah. you were touching on every single scenario yeah. I was thinking of. Like in surgery. Yeah. For mothers, think about this. If you have to have a birth, yeah. whichever birth you decide to have, C section or the natural way, you still have to allow a period of time mm. for your body to catch up with what just happened. So think about that with grief. You have to allow yourself that time to catch up with whatever just happened. It's okay. I, I, I know you want to be there for people. I know you want to show everybody that you're okay. I know that you just want people to just, but look, this is not about people. And that's one of the things we learned. (laughs) This grieving process is not about others. It's about you at this point. Now, it doesn't mean you don't help other people when the time comes. See? But if it's yeah. not called for... Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. This Take is a season where you yes. are making... This is a self-care moment. Self-care. Honestly, it is a self-care moment. Yeah. And I just... I really just want you to grasp that. Yeah. You need to allow yourself... To take this time, yeah. if you are currently dealing with grief, yeah. if you're just starting to deal with grief, or if you're coming to this point yeah. where you're finally at acceptance, allow yourself time. Yeah, and accept. Uh, sorry, <laughs> and acceptance. <laughs> too, I'm sorry. I get. I, I I love this topic right here. And another thing with acceptance is not this cookie cutter formula yeah. that works for everybody. Like you know, if it, you know, it's not like a. A plus B equals C. Oh, no. Absolutely. Everybody. Oh, wait. And this is. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> people have to understand. This is why I was saying, like, when seeking help that is adequate, because mm-hmm. I learned there were things that was genetically passed down to me. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that I took on because what I'm currently uh, going up against or currently living in the culture that we live in. Right. So. This goes with the wiring of how God created us. Even yeah. though God created us this way, uh, our our forefathers, our grandmothers, and mm-hmm. our family members, like whatever they were involved in with, maybe the reason why some of this, uh, like situations that we're, we're facing with now and why we're responding yeah. to the things uh, 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 that's causing us to feel like I'm in a season of grief. Yeah. So it has more so to do with your genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people don't look at it that way because they're That's just so true. focused on what's happening at the moment. Uh, I forgot who was the guy that said. He said, those who don't look at the past are... Though, it says those who aren't... Uh, like, look, I'm paraphrasing it. I probably messed it up already. <laughs> but basically it's paraphrasing. It's saying like, you know, if you don't look at your past, you're going to mess up your future. Yeah. And therefore that's why the present right now is a mess. Right. So it's just like... You have to be very adequate, just as you're trying to be helpful to the community, Mm -hmm. just like you're trying to be helpful for your organization, or you're trying to be helpful for your church, or you're trying to be helpful for your family, Yeah, you know, because now we feel like we got to be there for everybody, and it's like, hey, you need time for yourself, allow God to help you as you help you, and then the community can help you. 
then you can be a blessing to those. Exactly. And that's the same. But you know, it's a process you and it's a time. It's seed, time, harvest. Seed, time, harvest. I don't know where we think just because I got seed. Okay. <laughs> Put the seed in the ground. Y'all could have seen his face when he did that. <laughs> this is why we need to record it. So can, you know. But I'm just saying like it's seed, time, then harvest. Absolutely. And it's, that goes for everything. That scripture says is uh, Genesis 8 and 2 from Amplified Version. It says, while the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. And this is created in the order that God created us in. So you think about it in the context of seed. Seed is when you was a, a, a just a seed in your mother's womb. He knew you. He sanctified you. He made you for your purpose. Time is what you're living now. But what's your harvest? How many people are living with the harvest mindset that, you know, saying like, I don't want to uh, come in this world. I don't want to leave this world the way that I came in. Saying like I had no impact. Like, I want to be able to help people. But the only way I'm going to be able to help people is if I help myself. Exactly. That's why, that's why I read out both of those definitions for acceptance. Because a lot of times we think, oh, if they accept me, that must mean I'm good. Nah, no. fam. You need to help yourself. You need okay? to accept yourself. Accept yourself. That's what I'm saying. It, it is okay to look in this mirror and say, God, I love, my, I love the color of my skin. I love how you created me. You know? And I love that I'm... Not okay right now. I'm okay. And I love and I love the fact that you love me in spite of that. Yeah. Man, like it is so interesting. It's not like <laughs> now there like I said, obviously there are moments where we'll talk about the elongated grief. You know, I think we are kind of touched on that. Like if you don't deal with those areas, you'll be stuck in a season. Yeah. And you'll not be able to fulfill the whole promise of why you were even created. Mm. Why God like he had you on his mind. Like you were with him before the foul. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You were with him. But I'm just saying, I won't get too stirred up right there. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this is so important to care for yourself, mm-hmm. to be in a place where where you know, okay, this is why I was created. You'll have that moment, like, aha, mm-hmm. I see the harvest here because I put the time in. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see why God created you to be that you're needed to be. Not what you want to be, but that you're needed to be. So I think we're going to put a pause right there because uh, I, I feel good right now. Um, <laughs> we just want to say thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We really hope that this episode gives you the strength, uh, the courage, uh, the mental fortitude or emotional fortitude to continue to live. Yes. Because I see suicide is going very high. And this, like from what the news are saying, you know, but it's obviously I've seen a lot of people fall into depression mm-hmm. who were very active, mobile, and they don't know, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's like, trust him. And when I mean him, I'm saying Jesus Christ. He wants to open up himself to you. I don't even know why I'm going down this route the way that I am, but I'm saying this for a reason. For those who have not accepted Christ as your Savior, I want to invite him to you, and I want him. Uh, I, I want to let you know that it is okay. Uh, it's okay. It, it's not okay to do this walk alone because, yeah. you know, I, I understand is we come through some crazy things. Yeah. But I'm telling you, God wants to heal, set free, and deliver. Mm-hmm. And he wants to uh he wants you to know that you are worth living. 
and you do not have to take yourself out. You'll see the full reason why he created you. I don't care what, how you came in. I don't care if, if your story is like the most jacked up I've heard. I'm telling you, God has a plan. If you're breathing, you have a reason why that you're still alive for this moment. You know, and I'm, I'm going to leave that alone right there. But thank you guys for uh, being a part of this episode. We really hope this blessed you. We hope this gives you everything that you need. Um, like we said before, uh, with our promo, uh, you can follow us on the Winfrey Affair YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, all that stuff. That's where you can follow us at. You know, if you need to email us with anything, you can email us at thewinfreyaffair at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, we are always open to answer questions. We're open for dialogue. You know, if you, hey, you know, if this is helping you out, we, we, let us know. Yes. You know, because we feel like we're doing something, but it's, it is good to sometimes get some feedback. So, yeah, we're going to leave that alone right there. And uh, we will get to you guys next Saturday. Peace. Peace. Peace out, guys.